Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, November 22nd edition. We're talking SmackDown. We're going to talk a little bit about Goldberg. We're going to talk a little bit about NXT because Jeff wants to cut a promo on Alex, which we will get to in a moment. Uh, We are brought to you by Onnit. Go over to our podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Click on any of those pages. You'll see that Onnit link. Use the same supplement, equipment, apparel used by the likes of Bailey, Donald Cerrone, CM Punk, Triple H, Cesaro, all those cool people. Uh, I am joined by Jeff Hawkins. I had a quick pause there. I was like, I don't know what I want to talk about first, but I guess I should introduce Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? Doing well. And, and in a week where the White House spares turkeys, SmackDown spared James Ellsworth. They did. <laughs> it was revealed last week that he had signed a full-time deal. You know, maybe he shouldn't have revealed that at an indie show days before this happened. Mm. Eh, you think? It would have gotten out one way or another, I think. I, I'm not so concerned about that, necessarily. I, it, it's one of those things... It's the biggest story, biggest story of the year, Jeff. I, I know, and I know they frown upon that kind of stuff in general, but I think you know if he hadn't revealed it, Meltzer or someone else or you or some other intrepid reporter would have found out and it would have been out there on the internet anyways. Might as well do it on your own terms. Well, I knew because he wasn't accepting interviews anymore. (laughs) uh, Wasn't accepting indie bookings because that's my second question is hypothetically if I were to book you, eh, what would you say? Then you get an answer. (laughs) Uh, I want to address, we had some people, they're saying... They were talking about my my uh, disdain for the main event on Sunday night. Now, I've let it digest. I'm going to let it ride. I want your thoughts as well, Jeff, But because um, we haven't had you on since then. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were saying, well, Sean, you compare MMA to wrestling all the time. When you were arguing with Shane Helms, you say it's not applicable. Here's the thing. A 90-second main event is unprecedented in pro wrestling unprecedented it's not going to be the standard because it's not sustainable here's the difference in that triple h said and i quote i don't see us needing to evolve what ufc does but quite because quite frankly the fights are sometimes long and boring or they are over in five seconds end quote there are things that i often point out when there's this scope of realism when people say it's not realistic for a small wrestler to beat a big wrestler I'm like, well, yeah, there is because there's precedent there. There's tons of precedent there, like a lot, a whole lot. What there's not precedent for in real fighting between two people who are supposed to be at a high level is them struggling to get out of a headlock, not knowing to take the back on that, not knowing how to sit out of a chin lock. Uh, Things that pro wrestling does that we just forgive in the element of, of suspending our disbelief. If you're selling things being realistic, I have never, ever, ever, ever in my life seen a 49-year-old, about to turn 50, defeat a top 10 UFC heavyweight 
quicker than he than he ever got beat in the UFC. Now we're talking like he's in the process of having his colon removed. UFC stuff here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there's a lot of stuff there. I, when I say when I compare MMA to pro wrestling, I say that money should be used more in pro wrestling because uh, there's a track record for that type of thing working in MMA. When I say that promos need to be more natural, there's a track record of that working in both pro wrestling and MMA. There is no sustainable track record of a main event like this working. Now, I'm glad they're doing something unpredictable. I'm glad they're doing something different. But if it comes at the expense of everybody else on the roster or one of the biggest talents on the roster, I'll question it. That's what we're here for. I don't want you all to think like me. I don't want to think like you all. I want everybody to offer their own thing. But if you're talking about realism, there ain't no way that's realistic. You can kid yourself and say it is, but it's not realistic. Uh, But that's okay because it's pro wrestling and not everything has to be realistic. Jeff, what did you think of Sunday night's main event? I'm a little conflicted by it, to be honest with you. I I think, you know, hyping it up and bringing in Goldberg to do a Goldberg match, I have no problem with that. I'd have even less of a problem with this if this were Goldberg's last match and he wasn't in the Rumble and we weren't ever going to see him again, and that would be how we remember Goldberg. I thought that would have been a fitting coda. My problem with it is more from a business perspective, so to speak, because it's a short-term move that kills a long-term gain type of thing because the person who beats Brock clean that first time is a made guy. And they don't have a lot of those on the roster. Um, And they have a huge baby face problem right now in that all their baby faces, the ones who do the right thing, are stupid in some way or get beat up or made to look like geeks and everybody else acts like heels for some reason and their heels are getting cheered. I I just, I think, you know, even if it were Roman Reigns who got that first win and it probably should have been maybe about a year ago that he got it. I think that needed to go to someone new. Um, that's my only issue with it. If this had been the last Goldberg match, though, and he weren't coming back for the Rumble, you could have still done that in many ways. But I, I don't like that he's back for now the Rumble and probably WrestleMania and doing it like that. I get it. And I think to, I, I think also I heard one take where they're like, well, now you have this in the in the lexicon, and when it happens again, I'm like, it ain't ever happening again with anybody. They're never doing a flash knockout with with anybody well, else ever again. That was my thing. If this becomes the norm, well, maybe, but the thing is they they never stick to that. If you're right. selling a lot of things being realistic and this is one of the things like anything can happen. I'm cool with anything can happen. I love yeah. anything can happen. But you need a complete overhaul. Random moves got to finish people. Sami Zayn's got to pin somebody with a goddamn blue thunder bomb at some point. Yeah, it needs uh, to feel more like a fight than 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 a dance. Also, if you're gonna do that realism realism angle to me, yeah, and I, I don't want it to be like MMA because I, I just watch MMA. Uh, but you know, new kinds of finishes have to be developed. They're gonna have to be more like stoppages, accidents, like banana peel type finishes where people just. That it needs to be conveyed that winning and losing matters, but that losing isn't the end of the world. Right. And losing in two minutes isn't the end of the world. Or losing in 25 minutes isn't the end of the world. But the reason there was such an extreme reaction is because they haven't conditioned people that way. Right. They haven't established that. They've established the exact opposite. That if you lose in 90 seconds clean, that you are a loser and there's rarely any coming back from that. Mm-hmm. That's what they have established in the past. So that's what uh, Stephen Briggs says. Sean, you're acting like Goldberg came out like May Young. Goldberg is in prime shape. A 90-second main event is BS, but Goldberg beating Brock isn't unbelievable in the world of WWE. James Ellsworth beating Brock Lesnar isn't unbelievable in the world of WWE. But that wasn't the argument that I was having on social media the other night. People were saying, well, 90-second finishes happen all the time in MMA. Well, 90-second finishes from a 50-year-old over a top 10 UFC heavyweight do not happen all the time in real life. No, it does not happen. No, but that's the Goldberg match in WCW. That's the template right there. So Sure, but uh, that wasn't the argument that I was getting on social media. People were saying, well, this happened in boxing. It happened in, pro, in uh, MMA. Uh, not to that level. Hmm. And I never said Goldberg was out of shape. He was in fantastic shape. 
Now the WWE is in a situation where probably two of their most popular selections to win a Royal Rumble are a 46-year-old Chris Jericho and a 50-year-old Bill Goldberg, like as it pertains to crowd pop. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know if Jericho is a favorite to win it. I said as a crowd pop. Oh, as a crowd pop? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, there's only four guys who can really win the Rumble and you get 26 other guys and they're there to set up the other four. So, I mean, look, if Goldberg's one of them and it brings some intrigue and it's probably just going to be used to build his match at WrestleMania in some way when he gets screwed out of the match, it's fine. I have no issue with it if if he wants to do it. Um, It may be the law of uh, diminishing returns to me because I I think that was a perfect high note to go out on. But, you know, when when you hear that crowd pop and they're offering you money, it's hard to say no. So, Yeah, I'm a little bit opposite there. Like, I'm glad that Bill Goldberg is going to be in the Royal Rumble because I think it adds some marquee value to that. that. And you can – you can kind of do that again. You can do the Brock Lesnar thing. He can come in and beat the shit out of Goldberg, toss him out, but it's not the pin. Then they can maybe have a real match at WrestleMania because as we saw in the Rusev segment, he did have some ring rust. Yeah. If you're going as a long-term storyline here, that was probably, hey, it got people talking. Uh Now, as far as ratings, they weren't up that much over last week. It just, I don't know if it, eh. The way they set that up, I thought they were going to put him up against Kevin Owens that night. I thought they were going to hot shot the belt on yeah. him for a moment. I'm kind of happy they didn't. Well, that, that's not that's not un, that's not unreasonable to think either. No, I mean Triple H has been their world champion. Uh, the Rock was their world champion. It is absolutely Brock Lesnar was their world champion. He was never around. So I guess we'll see. I'm open to see where it goes. Hey, if it gets more people interested in the show, cool. A lot of people were like, "Oh, you backpedaled." Ah. <laughs> I don't want to see Bill well, Goldberg in a normal match. I don't want to see him in a full-length match ever. I don't because I think it's going to be bad, quite frankly. I, I probably even, will. Even with all the training in the world up until that point. Now, a battle royal, you can hide the weaknesses very easily. A yeah. one-on-one standard match, unless they do a two-and-a-half-minute match where he does two spears, Brock kicks out, and then F5s him, <laughs> which I think could possibly be the match. Um you know, nobody wants to nobody wants to see a twenty minute Broadway with these two. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think a ten minute max, maybe eight minute max match is is prime for them. I would have been fine with that at Survivor Series. Somebody said that I backpedaled. Well, it's subjective fucking entertainment, guys. You can sleep on things. You can do that. You're very thin. You're very thin-skinned on criticism, aren't you? Well, no, no. I've <laughs> had a bunch of people. It's been a hot topic, Jeff. It was our most watched show of the year. Okay. I mean, I'm allowed to respond to people that that message us. Am I not? Fight for yourself, Sean Ross Sapp. I'm. I mean, <laughs> I'm allowed to respond to shit, right? It's my show, Jeff. Yes, I know. You've made that perfectly clear in, in numerous emails so, and memos. So speaking of, speaking of thin-skinned, <laughs> you're, you're crying in your little pants about Alex's opinion. Of, no, I'm not crying. I, of the, of, no, I've never heard, no. I've, I've heard a, I've never heard a man more wrong about a match, though. <laughs> I just I, – I can't. His breakdown of – You seem uh, thin-skinned. I am not thin-skinned. I'm just like, what match was he watching when, when, when I was driving? Because, number one, it was better, I think, than the Bailey matches. The Asuka-Mickey James match is what we're talking about. And it made perfect sense from a storyline perspective. It was a great story match. I, the criticisms I've heard elsewhere, so maybe it, I got a little triggered by Alex repeating these. I don't understand why Mickey James got so much offense in on Asuka. It makes perfect sense. Number one, she's a former champion from the main roster. She is a class above NXT champions that Asuka has normally faced. It's to be expected. Number two, the whole Asuka story is that she's getting so cocky that she's she's starting to show a little bit of weakness in the ring, and it's eventually going to cost her. It's It's been incrementally brought up after each match in that she is an ass kicker. Now I think it makes her more compelling as a champ to show a little ass every so often because excuse me, not, not literally figuratively, 
Excuse me, pervert. Yes. Okay. Fine. Um, but I, I think having her be a killer is fine, but we're already doing that with so many other people right now. I think it's nice to have a champion that that is dominant but can still get so cocky that she could get taken advantage of. And I I just there's nobody on this roster right now for the NXT women that's going to be as emotionally connected as Bailey is to this crowd, even if Ember Moon's talent level gets up to the point where she can be a baby face who goes up against Asuka. I, I, I loved the match. I don't know. I, I mean, the fact that he hated it, not just that he didn't like it, but that he hated it. Just I just went, what are you watching here? But that's me. Alex has a chance to defend himself. He wanted to come on the show to defend himself. but Well, I told him I wasn't going to do okay, that. Okay, fine. I'm not going to have argument <laughs> between a couple of thin-skinned wow. Mr. Aaron boys Mr. on my podcast. Oh, psych! Here he is! <laughs> All right, defend yourself. What's this? Look at this! What's this? Like Here he is, associate editor himself. Well, let me tell Alex. you something, Jeff <laughs> Hawkins. <laughs> You want to call me out? Yeah. You want to call me out talking about being wrong about Oscar and Mickey James, Matt? Shit. Well, I'm going to call you out about something, brother. The lower third of your screen says, send stuffing. Send stuffing. What are you? You opening a Build-A-Bear franchise? Oh, no, no, no. I understand. It's because it's Thanksgiving this weekend. Well, you better give thanks that you live so far away from me and Fightful.com doesn't have much of a travel budget right now because I would come to your house and I would stuff that stuffing right down your throat, brother. And let me tell you oh, something Jesus else. Christ. <laughs> I, uh, I actually went back and um, I, I rewatched that Oscar match and uh, I was entirely wrong about it. So. <laughs> 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 uh, it, it, it was actually a really well-told story and <laughs> put in some great work. And uh, I really actually enjoyed seeing Oscar, uh, not unbeatable. So okay, uh, culpa. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> Somebody asked when did when did Fightful sign Horace Hogan? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> other other than that, Alex, I enjoyed your breakdowns on both shows this weekend. I really oh, I appreciate did. that. <laughs> Oh, God, I hate you both so much. <laughs> oh, God, I, I love that. I was going to tell him to bring friends if he wanted my address. So. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I guess we got to talk about SmackDown. Oh, sure. I guess I guess that was a show that happened. Alex, <laughs> you sticking around or are you leaving? Sure, I can stick around. i got opinions. They're probably wrong. But... <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, hey, listen, listen. listen as pressure. long as I'm on the show, they're wrong. Right, right. That's true. Well, you can click off, and Alex and I will do a show, and then you can backpedal on on your thoughts. Actually, on actually, like. I can't because the whole show ends if I exit this window, Jeff. <laughs> so once again, you fucking wrong. <laughs> Either way, the show kicks off. We get Trina to host. It'll be great. We'll just <laughs> Trina. Trina will be on here soon. Either way, the show kicks off. SmackDown kicks off. James or Shane McMahon surprisingly in the ring. I did not expect to see him back anytime soon. Uh, Jeff, did you think he would be on this show? Not at all, but I think he played it properly and being low energy and, and really feeling the effects. Unlike, unlike every other member of the roster who ends up getting hurt at some point or injured and they're not allowed to show it. I liked this touch. I liked the touch of having a tough match show a couple days later. Alex, a surprise to see Shane McMahon on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely surprised. I thought that he would be in traction somewhere. Uh, that he, he's a champ, man. I can't believe that he came out the day after WrestleMania and he came out the day after this thing that happened. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a tough SOB. Oh man, you're, I'll just say, go check out my Twitter at Sean Ross Sapp right now, because people seem to have liked Whatever the hell just happened on this show, <laughs> in which I in no way condone. I used to be the fun one. I guess I'm not anymore. When did that happen? The business has passed me by, officially, after this weekend. The business <laughs> has passed me by. <laughs> James Ellsworth's out there. Dean Ambrose is out there. 
Shane McMahon tells Dean Ambrose to leave. Now, I liked this, that Dean Ambrose just kept showing up throughout the show. But I got little – Shane McMahon's getting, like, really short-fused. Like, he's really pissy with Dean Ambrose. It would appear that the rumored Brock Lesnar, Shane McMahon stuff, mercifully off the table, I would hope. However, Dean Ambrose complained last year that Brock Lesnar didn't want to do anything in their match. I'll say this. It may not be the best match, but if you want one guy on this roster who will do whatever you want in a match, probably going to be Shane McMahon. Jeff, I'm sure you're going to... No, no, no. My my only complaint was I think the the loose end with Undertaker throwing threatening whoever turned on someone didn't come to pass because it seemed obvious to me it should have been Dean here. Look, hey, I'd cool with that too. Yeah, that would be fun, I'm sure. But but I liked that I liked this whole segment with uh with Ellsworth. I like Ellsworth's cockiness. That's eventually going to turn. Tur- you know, it's eventually going to turn to a heel turn. But but he's like, no, I want it all or nothing. I'm like, okay. I hope we we talked about like Shelton Benjamin or or Apollo Cruz or somebody like that getting the the RVD thing where he's just so full of himself because he knows he's so good. I hope that happens with James Ellsworth, but he's not that good. Yeah, I think that's happening actually, but we'll get into that after the main event. So, Alex, do you think? What do you think of this this friction between Shane McMahon and Dean Ambrose? Um, it was one of those things where I know that I was supposed to think, "Oh, come on, stop being such a party pooper, Shane McMahon." But objectively, Dean Ambrose was in the wrong the entire night. He did absolutely it's- cost his team. And uh, and then he ref- he disobeyed a direct order from his boss's boss. He's in the wrong. However, there was nothing wrong about him dressing up as the Mountie. <laughs> that was funny. I wasn't saying the it world's funny. greatest, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And um, I feel like Daniel Bryan legitimately would not have been able to keep a straight face when he used the Mountie line. Oh no, he was corpsing. He was corpsing pretty hard <laughs> on that. Uh, I, I, you know what? The whole Dean keep on reappearing. It tipped off what was going to happen in the main event. I get that. And at first I was annoyed by the fact that they weren't being subtle at all, but then it just got so ridiculous that he'd return 30 seconds later every time he left that I started to enjoy it. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in spite of myself knowing the whole time. Right. Dean, just, just you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> and the fact that I knew he was never going to get any kind of comeuppance. And, and I, I still believe that Wacky Dean is the worst possible Dean. I want Dean in the shield wearing his sleeveless hoodie underneath his SWAT vest messing up dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't want Wacky Dean, you know, as funny as it is to watch him wear, to wear a costume, I still don't prefer that Dean. Well, here's my thing with that. If he's Wacky Dean that has complete disregard for the rules because he doesn't give a shit and he thinks he's bulletproof, I'm not, I don't have much of a problem with that, but I, I can see that because Dean Ambrose in the Shield, a lot of people thought was going to be the next big heel in the WWE, but it didn't happen that way. Uh, James Ellsworth was given a ladder match for, to, to fight for his contract in the WWE. But he, he demanded, because he's in the position to do so, that if he beat AJ Styles, that he gets a future world championship match. AJ Styles has just developed. He didn't really develop. He's, he's been a great heel. But uh, Jeff, his work with this has been especially good because AJ's been the guy who's kind of played the small underdog his whole career. So maybe he feels like he knows what works in this role, but different kind of animal here. Well, this is a comedy angle, and he's very good at this kind of comedy angle as a as a champion. I, I you know, much like Kevin Owens, I have the same concerns. I, I'm like, I want championship heft coming out of a guy to make him more of a star but this is this is the we want to put smiles on people's faces wwe but he does great with comedy he does great with this and he does great with the whole i can't believe i have to deal with this program the entire time with james ellsworth so uh, you know he's still very enjoyable in the role don't get me wrong i just i'd like him i, I like my champions a little more elevated but i understand why they're doing this Backstage, the Miz and Maurice are primping, doing whatever they need to do. 
Daniel Bryan puts them or puts Miz in a intercontinental title match with Kalisto. It ends quickly uh, when Baron Corbin distracts Kalisto. Miz hits the skull crushing finale. I always said that I wanted like a Peter Griffin versus the chicken angle, but I didn't want it with Kalisto and Baron Corbin. <laughs> this angle's been going on for seven months, right? Six or seven months? Yeah. Yeah. More since, or less. Since prior to SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually been going on all year. It's just Baron Corbin was known as Ryback earlier this year. <laughs> it's the same angle. So and also it was also when Baron Corbin was known as Rusev. It's also that same angle as well. Uh, I love Baron Corbin, and I want to see him do more. Uh, I think that this um, this whole thing with Kalisto is not the best way to do things, but the best way to do things is to have Kalisto be your Cruiserweight champion on SmackDown, and they're not going to do that. So, I do kind of like – and it's really the breaking ground gimmick that he had where he's just disgusted that anybody would have wrestled in the high school gym. Yeah. Like, why would you put yourself through that when you could just go to the NFL and then come and wrestle? It's that simple. Like, that should that should be his thing. I like the more aggressive Kalisto, but, man, I am just so disinterested in that guy. And I don't know. Like, he is – you can tell he's an incredibly kind soul, but as far as a vivid personality, he just ain't there. No. No. We have uh, – Alexa, Shane, Becky, and Natalia in the back. Shane gets brought a piece of pizza by Dean Ambrose, another one of those little thing, and uh, Mac- Becky makes a pizza joke as we go to commercial. Uh, Daniel then talks to Baron Corbin in the back and says that actions have consequences. He will face Kane tonight. This match ends quickly as Kalisto interferes. I think we've already pretty much talked about that, but Kane... I, th- I think we I think we need to take a pause right there before that and and talk about the greatness of Alexa Bliss. And, oh, she's and, fantastic. I was going to get to that in the divas or the okay. Match, then please continue. We will talk about that in a moment. Yeah, they have been sh- like protecting Kane. Like he d- only loses to the tip top guys. Like I'm talking Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, probably where it should be at this point. What do you think, Alex? Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, if you're, you've got to protect him so that when you have someone go over him, it means something, but because otherwise none of this makes any sense. Why does Baron Corbin not just come down to the ring, brandishing a chair and start swinging? What does he care if he gets DQ'd? He's already established. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't care, care about, about shit, apparently. So, so like, it's this whole thing of, I'm going to punish you by putting you in a match with a man who's slightly bigger than you. I don't think that works on Baron Corbin. It shouldn't. And I mean, I feel like they could do something to make that not work. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for Kane being protected as long as eventually you choose the right guy to put over him and get the rub. But I don't know who that's going to be or when that's going to be. Yeah, he, he's SmackDown's big show, pretty much. He's, he's a big guy who can be beat at any time by a guy that they see something in. I, I got no problem with that, but I agree with Alex's assessment that a guy that doesn't care about the rules shouldn't care about the rules all the time, not right. just when it suits him. Guys, if you haven't visited Fightful.com before, go check it out. Maybe some of you have just checked this out on YouTube. Uh, you can also download this on iTunes and MP3 over at our page, Fightful.com. We cover MMA, wrestling, and boxing. More live coverage than any website in the world. If you don't like MMA, wrestling, or boxing, you can go to the individual homepages, Fightful.com, slash MMA, slash wrestling, slash boxing. Follow us on Twitter, at Fightful Online. We do five to seven podcasts a week. This week, too, even though it's Thanksgiving week, we're still, we still have a ton of them. Uh, filming the one with Matt Riddle tomorrow. We may go live with that then. I think we probably will. Go register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free. No credit card required. Uh, to get early access to that show. Also, tomorrow night with Showdown Joe, we've got exclusive analysis from Brandon Howard. We've got columns from uh, Aaron Hyden, Jimmy Van, Showdown Joe, uh, myself, Alex Pawlowski. We have exclusive interviews. I'm also going to be posting some of my archived interviews that uh, I found out that I have the copies of. So those will be going up on the, on, uh, the page throughout the next few weeks, months, stuff like that. Also, check out our videos section, our gallery. We like to add as much media as possible. Uh, All the most important videos, cool stuff like that. And, of course, all breaking news, backstage news. Cool stuff, guys. 
That's what we are. We are the kings of cool here at Fightful.com, as evidenced by Alex Palowski's sunglasses and <laughs> his fingerless gloves. Yeah. You still have those Yeah, I, I actually – no, I'm not still wearing them, but I have them nearby. Ooh. See, uh, my office is in my basement, and it's not that well insulated. So I keep these to keep the old digits from freezing up if I'm uh, working late at night. Wait, it's not a breakdance battle or anything like that? I thought that might be going on. Okay. No, no. Either way, guys, share the page, (laughs) Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Facebook groups, all that stuff. It really helps. Uh, Leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Subscribe to our YouTube as well. Now that we got that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply pitches out of the way tag team turmoil number one contender match now this was a little confusing but either way um the ascension and hype bros started off hype bros win then uh brizango come in they win we see rhino and heath slater watching backstage and then uh american alpha comes in and they just start eliminating people with, with the quickness i mean they put out the VOD villains in like, oh, 15 seconds? 15 seconds. Then they beat the Usos. On the screen, the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, challenging American Alpha next week. Now, I, for one, I'm very interested in that damn match. Can't wait to see that. This is a matchup I never expected to see in my life. But I'm cool. I want to see it. This is the biggest stage probably that American Alpha has had on the main roster. I'm cool with that. Randy Orton obviously wasn't there tonight. His his child was born this morning. But, like, American Alpha won the match. Aren't they number one contenders? Go ahead. I mean, (laughs) that's the whole thing is it's one of those deals of, uh, nope, they're not because – reasons um it I, i'm i'm much i'm much more interested in seeing um a, an extra match of you know bray and randy versus american alpha because you should just they should just give that the entire second hour to just that match i'll watch that for make it two out of three falls like that that's gonna be great um the other thing that i don't know if you guys have, have noticed but um i did some research um and uh, Heath Slater and Rhino haven't appeared on SmackDown in a match in like two months. It seems like they're really trying to cool off the whole Slater and Rhino thing so they can give the titles to a transitional team to give them to Alpha. Like, they haven't been, they the last match they were on TV before Sunday when they had that big match was on main event on November 1st. Wow. Like, they're not being used on, on TV. And I don't, I mean, you always see them backstage but they're never actually wrestling on TV. And it's just kind of odd considering how stratospherically over they were when they, when they won the titles, they're not using them more often. There's gotta be a reason for that. They're working working on the the road. So no, I think, I think you're, you're probably right in thinking that they want to quell that we want Slater. We want Rhino chance. They they want them over, but they don't want them too over to the point Mm -hmm. where they're overshadowing someone that they want to make an actual star. As a match, I hate tag team turmoil, and especially with a split roster. With a split roster, it killed this division in one swoop, with the exception of the two top teams, which were the Usos and American Alpha. I mean, you could have a secondary tag team feud on this show if you built it correctly, and now you can't pretty much because you're beating the villains in four seconds. I mean, everybody's a geek. I love love the concept, but I hate it in execution. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, it, if, if it lasted a half hour, sure, I'd be all yes, for that. But it lasts right. five minutes, and it just tag, makes everybody look stupid. And now here, here's another thing. Why are these losers getting a shot? They all lost the Survivor Series match. If I'm, if I'm uh, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, I'm like, you all don't deserve shit. Well, somebody's got to have a t- title shot. I mean, not one of them. 
Are you going to give it to uh, to the Spirit Squad, Headbangers? Revival. Yeah. Why the hell not? They've, they've been put in title matches and qualifying matches and tournaments. Right. Revival Revival would be the best option. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to either, A, come up and, and ruin the world of the New Day or come up and feud with American Alpha for the next five years. I don't know. Uh, that, that I was know. An inter- Did you see the Twitter exchange between Dawson and Road Dog t- tonight about that? <laughs> I did miss that. I did not see it. Okay, because because Dawson goes. Imagine thinking we we'd we'd debut in a stupid match like this or something to that effect. And Road Dog comes back. You're you're lucky if you'll debut at all or something like that. It was just such a Ugh. weird <laughs> type of interchange between the two of them. So Alexa Bliss is great. Oh God. I could live my life having nothing but Alexa Bliss gifs at my disposal of her reactions because they're the most phenomenal thing in the history of stuff. I when when Natty went into the stupid Titanic lyrics and, and she just goes, "I can't even." I think she voiced an entire generation of wrestling fans right there because even though you like that gimmick, Sean Ross app, it's. I thought you had, I thought you had turned the corner on it, Jeff. I, I've turned the other corner on it, and I'm going the other way. <laughs> Right now, but you know what? I thought, and I thought she was great on commentary tonight in terms of staying focused on the match, just giving terse answers to these geeks at the commentary table, shutting down Otunga, which oh, oh makes her yeah, my favorite awful. in my book. Oh, God. Th- oh, you're a Harvard trained lawyer and you come with that evidence? Oh, that was oh, so good. Otunga is supposed to be the babyface color guy. But he, but all he does is defend cheating ass baby faces, you know, like, Oh, the ref's decision was final. I didn't see your foot on the ropes. Like, how does that get anybody over? And, and a lot of over. Yeah. And a lot of this was residual. Cause I think Alexa had the best spot in that survivor series match where she just gets all fired up and then gets killed by Nia Jax. I, I, there's nothing I don't love about Alexa bliss at this point. Well, I mean, let's be fair to David Otunga. He is evidence that sometimes shit just comes together for you in life. <laughs> sometimes things just go your way in life. Uh, I'll, was, I'll, I'll mention it. The, uh, the thing that happened with Kevin Owens on Twitter in Otunga, which was just the greatest <laughs> thing ever, where somebody gave him a compliment for calling uh, Owens fat in the, in the match at Survivor Series. Yes. And Owens said... Uh, Oh, great. Congratulations. You found the one person who enjoys your commentary. Come back at me when you find the one person who enjoys your in-ring work. She's just savage, and I love Kevin Owens so much. I'm pretty sure that he even said that his wife didn't like his his wrestling. (laughs) Or at least him wrestling, which, I mean, why would she? That was just the bedroom stuff, though. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Becky Lynch wins with disarmor over Natalia. Uh, by the way, earlier in the night, Nikki Bella versus Carmella set for TLC in a ladder, or not a ladder match, a no DQ match. All right, who? If I'm okay, go ahead. Nikki Bella, given the history of the two, this ain't the match I want. I want a match with every rule possible enforced. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. after getting jumped at Survivor Series. Now, now, who do you think did it? Are they going to go the obvious route, or are they planning something subtle for once? The problem is, is all of the options are not subtle. You know, like, it's either obviously Carmella because they've been feuding, obviously Charlotte because she threatened her on the pre-show, or obviously Natalia because she was way too obvious about, hey, I'm not doing anything. I could come in and wrestle. Oh, really? See, I would hope, I would hope that it's not Natalia for that reason, because if it is Natalia... And that's what they came with. Ooh. That thin skin about that main event just got a little thinner when we're talking about obvious shit. I absolutely love the theory it was Becky Lynch. I am cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with it being anybody. Well, I'm I'm cool with it. It's Eva Marie and she's coming back, everybody. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it being anybody as long as it pays off or they don't just forget about it in two months. Yes. Because they've done that before with backstage attacks. Natalia, the la- last year, they did the yep. same thing. She got yep. attacked backstage and it never and paid nev- off. And they never found out who did it. No. Maybe it, maybe it was Nikki Bella 
It was it was Austin <laughs> Aries. Neck brace. It was Austin Aries who also did Hideo Itami. It's it's got to be the same person. Oh no, it's Bailey out of character again. <laughs> Bailey and Izzy just beating up Nikki Bella backstage. It's, it's Bailey, but Bailey has a split personality disorder. <laughs> when she wears the ponytail on this side, she's good. But when she wears it on this side, she's evil. Dark Bailey would be awesome. I don't I don't care. I want it now. <laughs> Maybe Rikishi just ran her over. I did it <laughs> for Becky Lynch. Well, he did it for Tamina. Oh, okay. yeah. oh there you go. He did it for Tamina. That's that's what happened. AJ Styles, James Ellsworth, number one contender, ladder match. So James Ellsworth has a contract. He won. This was pretty much the match you would expect. Uh, AJ Styles almost died on a bump oh, to the outside. You know, I, I, vicious. I say that Braun Strowman takes the best bumps outside. Okay, he takes the best bumps outside on Raw. Because AJ Styles always looks like he absolutely dies. I, I need to ask something. Now, Now, was the point of that Braun Strowman throw that to hit the ropes like that? Or was he meant to launch him all the way out to the table? Because I, I need to ask this because I feel like an idiot if I don't. Was he supposed to get him all the way out to the table? Or was he supposed to hit the ropes like that? Last, uh, I don't Sunday know, night. but all, all it the, uh, the stage, yeah, it looked it looked great, uh, especially with the pizza boxes. It looked great. I, I, I really enjoyed. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. The the AJ Styles bump, where where oh. where Strowman threw him out of the ring. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been. Uh, it might have been not to hit the ropes, but I mean that 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 bump was just one of. I screamed so many. I literally screamed. I went. AJ Styles is dead. He's dead. And that was my reaction tonight when he when he hit those ropes wrong going off that ladder. Oh yeah, and he, and he twisted coming off of him. I was like, that, jeez, man, you're too valuable to this company to take bumps like that in, in a match on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Somebody says AJ Styles just couldn't see what he was doing because of his soccer mom hair. <laughs> I said this months ago, but really, they they should have just had the thing where AJ Styles was backstage and. Carmelo was cutting his hair and he <laughs> turns around in the chair and he goes, thanks. Just how I like it. Should have been just that. I mean, Hey, Carmela, number one, female heel immediately. You do that. Yeah. There's nothing else needed. Nothing else needed. Um, so Dean Ambrose cost AJ Styles, the match AJ Styles got his licks in on Dean Ambrose as well. But I was really hoping that this would kind of be a callback to the Goldberg-Scott Hall, and he would come out as the Mountie and just shock him with a cattle prod. <laughs> That's what I wanted to happen. Yeah, It didn't happen. No, it didn't. I wanted him to come out we were- as a gobbledygooker just for Thanksgiving, you know. I'm surprised they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they uh, anymore. We didn't. Holy right. shit, guys! We didn't have a food fight. That's amazing. Oh, thank God! That's amazing. Thank goodness. Because it, yeah, we've been spared that. You all are. You all are happy. Let me. Well, let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> Cut your promo. I think that I see and have heard everything in wrestling that I'll see, and then I open up my email inbox to a press release that Matt Hardy is having an ice cream social on the Thanksgiving edition of Impact. Uh, amnesiac Matt Hardy. Ha- what is that? Amnesiac Matt Matt Hardy. I can't wait for it. I'm having an ant. I'm having an ice cream antisocial at my place. If y'all <laughs> want to come over, but don't. <laughs> well played. Thank you. The improv king over here. Let's keep the show moving, Sap. <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. That was SmackDown. <laughs> that was it. That's it. That's SmackDown. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles at TLC. Nikki Bella versus Carmella at TLC. We also got the announcement. Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz at TLC in a ladder match. They also uh, announced Corbin versus Kalisto in a chairs match on Talking Smack tonight. 
So what's Becky and Alexa going to be then? Are, are they going to be like a, are they going to do a stairs match with those two? <laughs> no, it's not the tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs anymore, is it? No, 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 no. But I mean, they, that's the only match so far that doesn't have a stip. So yeah. I'm wondering what they're going to do. Are they going to do a straight match? It should be a TLC match. I mean, like, or, or a ladder match or something. Like, it has to have something. Um, I was hoping for the first ever women's ladder match, but I don't know if we're, we're going to get that. Yeah, I wish we would because uh, it looks like Miz and Ziggler are getting the ladder match. Right. Mm-hmm. I would hope they don't do a tables match with those two because women going through those tables doesn't always work out the best. Yeah. Alexa, Alexa can't get through a table. No you way. Need to drop her from the third story. Well, <laughs> anything can happen in the WWE, as we have learned. As we've learned. It'll be a, it's the, it's supposed to be the moral of the story. It'll be a WLC match. <laughs> Just... no. That was fire. <laughs> Didn't they do another WLC match on the Indies? Torito and Hornswoggle? Yes. God, I would love to see that. If anybody has video of that, please send it to me. That match was fire. I enjoyed I it. I love that match. I love the hell out of that match. It, 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 if, if it weren't for the terrible commentary on it, I'd enjoy it a lot more. Drew McIntyre doing that psychotic bump over the top rope to the outside through the table. <laughs> like he did the Topecon Hilo or whatever and just obliterated the table. Fun stuff. Jamie Noble's back at work after being stabbed repeatedly, guys. Yikes. In a trailer yeah. park. Jeez. Also, our own Kyler James reviewed Alberto Del Rio's Mexican restaurant. That's up on the site. Also, Matt Riddle commented on Joey Styles firing, said that uh, visibly angry backstage when this happens. The raw, uh, raw viewership saw a slight improvement, not the kind you would expect, like that with some of the people that thought that the buzz was going to be like through the roof. Uh, I think it was like a 7% increase. It was, it went from from 2.876 million to 3.002 million. Alex, you cover these numbers weekly for us now. Did you think it would be higher than that? A positive they were over 3 million, but that's a low bar. I think they thought they were going to be higher. Um, I mean, certainly the first hour where Bill Goldberg kicks off the thing and says, you know, now everybody is next, you know, his, his return thing. I got one more championship run in me. That first hour did a lot better than the third hour. People didn't really care about anything else. They just wanted to see Goldberg come out. So, you know, I, I certainly thought they, they were planning for something better than what they got. And ratings are lower than they were in September and August now. And Brandon Howard, who covers this stuff for us pretty pretty diligently, said, I wouldn't bet on the ratings going up that much, and I don't think they would either because that's he pretty much said it's kind of an albatross. that It's just not coming back like in that manner. They didn't even plug Goldberg beyond Raw, did they? He just no. kind of showed up. And that's, that's part of the problem is people aren't going to flock to see it because I think they were just expecting that's the blow-off. They they were much better the last these two episodes SmackDown and Raw about promoting things in the future though I mean this this mm-hmm. show was all about promoting TLC uh, last night's Raw was all about promoting future episodes of Raw and 205 Live so to their credit they did much better doing that and I hope they do too there's there's a lot of changes I would like to see it's it's just minor stuff too it's not a major overhaul to just let people know why the hell they should be watching the show. And give them a reason to watch. Don't take weeks off. I don't know. Yeah, that, that involves long-term planning, though. <laughs> like 25 riders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but one voice. I, I don't know if that's too many or not enough. <laughs> it's a lot of programming, but I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, Max Landis posted an interesting tweet. He said, is Rusev's gimmick just that he's going to be justifiably angry every time somebody does something creepy to his wife? Yeah, that's how they're booking him. Hard to argue. There are no good guys left in the WWE. I'm convinced. There's nothing <laughs> worth rooting for, at least. Which, which one of you nerds has the echo? 
I hear myself in one of your your headsets. Might be because I have my earphones too close to the mic. But... How dare you? Okay. How dare you? Jeff, I want to know what you thought about that fantastic squash match between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn on Monday. Oh, jeez. It was to be expected. It was to be expected. I think they were they made the call that I thought they were going to make in terms of having it be a no contest of some kind. Um, I think we're going to get this for the next few weeks, and I think eventually Sammy will get a banana peel win somewhere within there, and then the next time Braun will have a final match where he destroys Sammy Zayn, and Zayn will probably end up on SmackDown after that. Now something, Jeff, that directly impacts you okay. and your Shake Them Ropes co-host. Okay. CM Punk wants to fight again. Do you think it happens? On on a fight pass show, sure. I do. I, I think I think he could be marketable on that level, on a very low level fight on a fight pass show. I think that's fine. I think that's the best best idea to you is sell some subscriptions with him. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think that's his level. I think that's his ceiling. I don't think and I think this is his last fight for UFC. And Look, my my esteemed co-host has been once again shooting his mouth off about hats and whatnot when he didn't when he still hasn't paid off on the first promise. So I'd tell him to slow his roll a little bit. Somebody says, "Are the podcasts on Tuesdays going to be two after two o five going forward?" I haven't made a decision on that. Mayhaps I've not. <laughs> it may happen. It may not happen. I'll keep you all posted. By the way, guys, uh, we have a contest up on the forums. You can go there under general discussion. Uh, we have a basically you pitch your best WrestleMania storyline. Doesn't matter if it's an opening match, kickoff match, main event. The winner gets a uh, Phil Singer game starter set. If you all read like Inside Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, like I did when you were younger, you noticed the Champions of the Galaxy games. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. Head over to Phil Singer Games. They have great stuff over there. Really? Go enter the contest. We're going to keep it up for a couple more weeks. Get active on those forums. We got everything from movies, music, entertainment, boxing, MMA, wrestling, all kinds of stuff over there. Alex, any parting words for the audience? Uh, no, just, you know, um, <clears throat> I got your stuffing right here, Hawkins. Cornbread, no nuts, no mushrooms. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You all brought the corn tonight, that's for sure. <laughs> you sure as hell did. Uh, next, Shake Them Ropes. When's it happening, Jeff? Uh, it will release sometime later this week. It's going to be a spliced show, I think, because I don't think Rob has time to record. But Rob will... Give his side of this whole flow slam thing, um, why he's not taking the position, and then uh, you'll get me talking WWE. So, whatever. <laughs> Somebody asks if Alex can do the Dana White impression again. No, you got to pay for that, guys. We'll do that. We'll do that on pay per view. There we go. Does it involve, By the way, does it involve him like talking about his son going to Notre Dame? Because that never gets old. What? Oh, uh, Dana White's son plays for the Notre no, Dame football No, no, he team. did a Dana Brooke impersonation. Oh, Dana Brooke. Draw. You're, You're saying oh, Dana, you, you said Dana White, so. You did say Dana oh, White. Oh, sorry. Did I say That's Dana White? Different. You did say I Dana say White. I say a lot of shit, guys. It doesn't always do, mean it's the game. I could do my Dana Brooke impersonation. No. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Listen, we already had one co-host that isn't with us anymore who's been in the shit this week over some controversial statements. Yes. Yes. In the shit, as they say. Mm. We don't need another one. Okay. I'm sorry. We like you, Jeff. I've actually, rec- I've actually recanted for that Dana Brooke impression before. I should probably do it again. So I apologize. Yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hey, last night, or maybe it was the night before, I implied that May Young pimped her students out, not realizing that I actually meant Fabulous Moolah. And I, I said that Goldberg should dig May Young up and spear her. My I did God. not. I did not mean that, in fact. Somebody says, how can you get away with saying this stuff? Aren't you supposed to be professional? 
the short answer is I don't know how I can. That's the short answer. But Jimmy Van seems to like our format. Hey, we bring you the news. We bring you some inside information. But we got to be entertaining, even if it's just entertaining to us. That's probably the, the limit to it. But wait, we're hey. professional. Okay. Well, these two guys are these two full timers over here. Mm. You're you're the part timer. You know. Blame blame. Rob for that. I blame Rob for most things. It's he's an easy scapegoat. God. Yes. <clears throat> Let's move on. <laughs> to what? We still have a few minutes left. What do y'all want to talk about? Ask us something in the chat, guys. Yeah, I I, I saw some questions down there. This women's tournament they're going to be running. I mean. It, it, do you think it's going to be as cold? I mean, do do you think it'll be do well on on the network, and then it'll just die a death like the cruiserweight classic did? Yeah, I didn't watch any of those cruiserweight classics until the last one. Okay. Not a damn one. And um, oh, uh, I wonder how it'll go with the women thing. Question that I saw in uh, Fightful: How long does Orton stay with the Wyatts before you know we? think he eventually turns when is the next world cup i hope it's then (laughs) that's how long i hope this lasts i'm interested in him again i I, i'm interested in orton and i'm interested in the wyatts together as a force for the first time in for in in a long time i mean i don't know i want them to because we're all assuming that this isn't real i want there to be something that lasts for a while but i'm hoping eventually that orton turns on wyatt um, after Wyatt has chosen Orton over Harper. And there's kind of a cool triple threat thing there. Um, but uh, I could see it go as long as Mania, but I could also see them get impatient and want Orton to be a babyface for Mania and have him just turn back at Rumble. Yeah, it's possible. Somebody says, I do have next a, uh, I'm sorry, I do have a, 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 an in-depth report coming up on who I believe to be Sister Abigail. Yes. The, the dots are all there, and I'm going to connect them, and I believe it should be out on Fightful tomorrow. This, this has all the evidence of that time that Shane McMahon told Steve Austin that he knew who was driving the car that ran him over. All the evidence of that. At least as much evidence, yeah. At least. When do we next see Taker? Um, probably after TLC. Mm-hmm. Does WWE purposely sabotage people they don't want to get over, i.e. Heath Slater, or are they just that incompetent? I think it's a combination of both. Oh, it's very much a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Because the way they protect them sometimes, they get too clever for their own good, but there are definitely people that they don't want to get over. Somebody says, thoughts on Finn Balor at ICW. It's, it's a make good, but it's a really, really good make good from WWE. Good for them for doing that. Yeah, I have no issue with it, Alex. No, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm I'm happy. I saw pictures of him raising his arms above his head, and that's a good sign. So yeah, let's is. let's keep up with that. I want him. I want him back, and I want him healthy as soon as possible. What's the eventual payoff with the Ellsworth thing? Would somebody destroy him? Would he win a secondary title? Could you imagine? <laughs> no, he turns. He's gonna. No, he's gonna. He's gonna turn on Dean at TLC, thinking he can get the match with AJ and win. Because that's the whole reason. He's three and Yeah, and that's the whole reason Dean got knocked out of the ring when, when Ellsworth made his "quote unquote" miraculous comeback to to right. go up on the ladder. I I also could see this him being the one who finally takes the IC title off of the Miz. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. Honestly, because because of not not that it would be a good idea, but because of the huge pop it would get, they might they might just do that. Like a Zack Ryder gimmick, even for a night. Yeah. Guys, Fightful.com, place to be. Check out our discussion boards, our forums, live coverage, podcasts, interviews, backstage news, columns, columns and columns, lots of columns. We've got those. Bring your best to Fightful.com. You know what? When you're, when you're, at Thanksgiving this Thursday, and everybody's laughing and having a good time, and you're seeing people that you've not seen in years, rudely interrupt them with a laptop and slam it down in front of their face, 
and say Fightful.com. If you don't go here, Sean Ross Sapp won't stop begging. So just do it, okay? I don't care if it's your 89-year-old grandma. Now, Grant, there's a very good opportunity I might recommend that Goldberg beat her in a match that happened the other night. But, hey, subjective entertainment, as I always say. Somebody will like it. And tell your grandmother to name a dirt sheet. See you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.